Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What a weekend, huh? Bad weekend for BYU. Worst weekend for the Jazz. Great weekend for Utah State. Blake Anderson and the Aggies beat Oregon State 24-13. They give up a real quick drive right out of the gate. Three plays, 71 yards. They're down 7-0. Uh-oh! And then they just dominate the game from there. Hey, you got to go with the third-string quarterback, Cooper Legoth? Well, who cares? Make big plays. Play great defense. Win the game. That's what they did. Down 7-0. They end up winning 24-13. And now they're 11-3. Mountain West Conference champs. They win their bowl game. Here is Blake Anderson after the game. Coach, uh, Oregon State only needed three plays and 58 seconds to score a touchdown. They never sniffed the end zone again the rest of the game. This defense was just lights out. Yeah, they were, man. Just uh, that first drive took us a little bit to get going, and I thought they had a really good scripted drive and hit on all three plays basically perfectly. Made a couple adjustments. I think guys just kind of woke up. Maybe they're looking up at the jumbotron. I don't know. I was kind of doing the same, so once we got past that first series, right, we played as good as we played all year defensively. Uh, and and it, that's what we knew it was going to take, too. We, we knew those guys had to play well and keep the score down because they've, they've scored points against everybody. Hey, Coach, uh, you get the news on, on Logan, and you go to Cooper on the sideline as you start the second quarter. I'm curious what you said to him because his first pass attempt as an Aggie goes 62 yards for a touchdown. How about that? Well, well, that's Cooper Goss for you right there. Now, that's just that's just who he is. Um, he actually checked to the play. The look was uh, a loaded box, which you kind of expect when you put a backup quarterback out on the field. And uh, not only was the backup, he was the backup to the backup. So uh, I, I was really proud. He checked to the right play without any hesitation, and he calmly just did his job. And, and I think, like anybody, maybe a couple plays he'd like to have back, but for the most part, he played flawlessly and, and checked to the right plays and really stayed calm. you got to be beyond proud of that dude and, and waiting his opportunity and playing great at the, at the biggest time. I thought uh, uh, Anthony Tucker was masterful in his play calling, adjusting to what Cooper did well and really playing to his strengths too. Yeah, no doubt. You know, we had to, we, And we didn't have to change the game plan a whole lot. I think he just stayed within what Cooper was comfortable with and, 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 and really, Cooper did a really good job of just kind of distributing the ball. We, we felt like our matchups on the outside were the biggest, uh, you know, just mismatch on the field. We ran the ball better at times, really critical times, than we maybe thought we might be able to. But his ability just to kind of stay poised, even move the chains with his feet a couple times and, and make a couple big, big throws in, in key situations, um, that's hard to say enough about a dude that can do that in that situation. Hey, Coach, I'm curious what it says about you and your staff that uh, that has that belief in a Cooper or in you know any of your guys that have been able to come in and step in when it's next man up mentality. What does it say about you and your staff that, that keeps these kids resilient, playing for each other, and then you see the joy and the redemption here at the end of this game? Yeah, you, you just watch. If you watch the sideline, and those guys are so fired up for him. Uh, it just it lifted the whole – honestly, it lifted the whole sideline. It just gave us some energy to, to get the job done today. They, they care about each other. They're, they sacrifice for each other. I mean, selfless, tough, and accountable is what we live and die on. And you see it you see it play out on the field. I don't know that we were the most talented today, but we, we, we got the job done. I don't know if we were two weeks ago, but we got the job done because these guys will not quit on each other. They absolutely love going to battle with each other. And uh, I don't know, man, they're 11-3, and three, two power five wins in a championship. How about that? Yeah. Uh, 
Oregon State, one of the best teams in the country in scoring touchdowns in the red zone. We talked in the pregame, your red zone defense had gotten better throughout the season, but just added on to it today. I mean, Oregon State got some yards, but once they got inside the 20, I mean, it was lights out. Yeah, no doubt. And, and we talk all the time, yards don't matter. It's, man, making people kick the ball, and our yep. defense has gotten better and better at that all season long. Here down the stretch, when you had to have it, they made big plays. So, I mean, Coach Ben and that crew, uh, Ben don't break, and, and that's the nature of what it takes with our style of offense and the way we play defense. Uh, they're, they're doing that at, a, at an amazing rate. Won the game for us today doing it. Hey, Coach, I know we're going to have some time to reflect a little bit later on, but uh, just an, an immediate reaction for you in terms of the, the, the season in general for you, how enjoyable this has been. Dude, I'm not sure it's even set in. It's been a blast. Uh, yeah. I told you guys we talked. I've been through a lot for a few years and kind of lost the joy of the game to some degree just because I was carrying so much uh, baggage on my shoulders. And this has just been a healing process. I absolutely love what I do, love this group of guys, and have just – it's been such a joy to watch them grow and, and, and build their confidence and pull together and overcome. Um, I'm so blessed. Guys give me the opportunity to be where I'm at with this group this particular season and told them before we came out, man, you want to finish in the top 25, you're going to have the best season in school history, man, go out and, and do the work, and that's exactly what they did. So could not be more exciting. Oregon State had only given up 10 sacks on the season. Nick Henniger got three. Team got four. <laughs> uh, I, I uh, Can you clone 42? Is there a way to, to <laughs> Ooh, squeeze an extra year of eligibility? Uh, man, if you looked at how old he looks, I don't think we can get that done. Dude's got less hair than I do. Uh, we're going to miss him. There's no doubt. And when you consider him being one of those guys that could have left after last season, that, uh, you know, things did not go well. And he bought in and, and, and voted a team captain last week by his peers. Tells you everything you need to know. That guy right there has been uh, a huge, huge catalyst to this season and, and just the culture in general. Love him. Going to miss him. It's going to be hard to get those snaps back too, man. That's a lot. That's a big shoes to fill. Yeah, no doubt, Coach. And, uh, you know, a couple of big plays. Uh, uh, Cooper with the touchdown throw to uh, to Brandon Bowling obviously was a big play. That culminated, a, I thought, maybe one of the best series of play calling from Anthony Tucker we've seen all season long. The throwback from Derek Wright. The you know, the, the play to DT and then the touchdown throw. I mean, the kid just came in and, and he dealt it. He was amazing. No doubt. No doubt. Great great game plan going in. It wouldn't have probably changed a whole lot, depending on, you know, whether, whether it was uh, Bonner or Coop. We, we would have dialed those plays up. But for Coop to come in and execute them and the other guys, really the O-line did a great job of protecting yeah. the quarterback and give us an opportunity to push the ball down the field. So, I mean, so many great things happen. Uh, it's just you don't see a third-string quarterback go in and do what that guy did in, in that environment very often. So that's one uh, Cooper Lagasse, the legend. I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> one that, that lives on. There's Blake Anderson putting a cap on an excellent season for Utah State. What a first year for Blake Anderson. All right, when we come back, we'll hear from Kalani Sataki. The Cougars disappointed after the loss to UAB. It's still a 10-win season. There will be no top 10 ranking. They should still be ranked, but uh, disappointing loss. We will hear from Kalani next. 
Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Well, BYU gets beat by UAB. The Blazers get the victory in the rain in Shreveport. Here is Kalani Sataki after the loss. Game did not go as uh, as we wanted, but a lot of credit to UAB. Uh, fantastic game. I, I know that uh, didn't work in our favor, but uh, yet to be excited as a as a football fan to see a game that comes down to the wire like that and and a physical game that went back and forth. I give a lot of credit to UAB for making plays. Um, just made a couple plays more than we did. Um, I, I felt like uh, you know, and, and and not to take away from them, but uh, I know we can play a lot better. And that's my job as a head coach to make sure our team is um, better prepared. But I don't want to just say that because I think UAB played a fantastic game, had a great game plan. And uh, I've said before, Bill Clark's a great coach. And so the uh, uh, credit to those guys for getting this win. It's, it's a, it was a tough game for us, but we're going to learn from this. We're going to get better. Uh, obviously, we have some guys that, that aren't going to be here <laughs> uh, for next year, but for those guys that are coming back, we talked about in the, in the locker room that it's a chance for us to get better and to keep improving. Uh, still a fantastic season. Uh, it, just, it just hurts because of this game. And I said it before, I told the team that it was going to today was going to hurt anyways because we have to say goodbye to some people. It just hurts even more when you lose. It's a lot easier to say goodbye when you win, but but uh, great experience for us throughout the season. And I think the uh, I still want to show appreciation to the people here in Shreveport have been amazing to us. Uh, and and the, even though the game didn't go our way, we really had a great time here. Enjoy, enjoy the hospitality and enjoy getting to know uh, players and, and coaches on the UAB side. So um, we'll get better from this. We'll learn and we'll keep growing. But uh, yeah, I'll just leave it, leave it that. An excellent game just didn't go our way. But uh, We'll, we'll get better. I promise you that. What was the thing that you say you learned from this? Yeah, I felt like this entire season, this entire season, though, we, uh, not that we could, um, and, and when you're looking at who we played, it was difficult because we weren't, uh, I, I don't know if we ever put together 60 great minutes together as a team, and that's my job as a head coach, so, but in this game, I, and yet, and I, I give a lot of credit to the opponents that we played, um, and, and we had a lot of young guys step up and make plays, we had to work with some depth, but uh, when you say stuff like that, I feel like it diminishes the other team's uh, efforts and their their, their their style of play and their game plan. So I, I don't want to do that. As a, as a, for me, evaluating our team and our program, I have to find ways to get better, and that that starts with me as the head coach, and then uh, we'll, we'll go from there. But uh, excellent game plan from from uh, what we saw on, on all three phases from UAB, and um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of ways to. Once the season's done, I have to evaluate everything and find ways to get better as a program. And uh, we did that last year. We just did it with a win in the bowl game. This year we got a loss and so hopefully it'll, it'll get our guys hungry that that would be the key for us Lonnie, what was the problems defensively stopping the run and then gave up a couple wide open Touchdown passes as well. Yeah, uh, breakdowns, and, and like I said, that's that's on. Uh, you know, if you're looking at, I thought they did some stuff to scheme our pressures. Uh, we pressured quite a bit at, at the beginning of the game, um, just trying to stop the run, trying to put more bodies in the box, and uh, they took advantage of it. You know, and we, we had a couple missed tackles. Uh, they have an excellent back too that, that that broke a big one, and so I think the first part we gave up big plays. Um, one was a big run, and the the other one was. Um, that pass obviously so we I don't know if it, if it was much of a uh, when we pressure like that we have to get to the quarterback they protected really well on that play and, and uh, I, I think that's the, the touchdown pass you're talking about and so you, you uh, 
you know, you're, you're, you're sacrificing a few things in, in men and coverage and you're trying to get to the quarterback and we didn't, we didn't do that well enough. So, um, but that's, that's coaches. We, we got to get that done. Yeah, no, no. It just—it's just uh, we didn't have enough time for it, for him to recover. And and when you were looking at it, I, we felt like uh, Baylor's had some great um, moments in practice and, and and great prep. And so we felt like that was the best bet for us going forward. Um, you know, we 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 had him practicing a little bit here and there, but overall, we felt like a, a healthy Baylor was better than a um, banged up Jaron. Was there any They said they reviewed it. They were reviewing it during that time, and they said that he possessed it and fumbled it. And no one feels worse than Samson right now. But we love that kid. You know, he's a big part of our, our program. He's a big part of our family. So we uh, we forgive him. It's okay. The, the game is um, full of a lot of little plays like that, and it didn't come down to that one play. But there's a lot of little plays that happen, and um, there's a lot of guys in that locker room that are feeling bad, but they're going to have to pick themselves up and, and, and uh, get better. And, and unfortunately for some of the guys like Samson, the, 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 the college um, career ends now. So, But he, he's a strong kid. He'll, he'll get better from it, and he'll learn, and he'll have an opportunity to play next level. Well, Ani, you're going to get, and you've gotten this big event to 2027 with hitting BYU. What does that mean to you? And I, I think Oregon was reaching out to you. Is that right? Well, I, I just love being around these guys. I, I talked about it. Like These guys mean a lot to me. So, yeah, I love being around our players, our locker room. Um, and right now they're hurting, so it's okay. Uh, my job is to rally them back and let's get better from it and, and wish the guys that, that are moving on to the NFL uh, you know, good luck and that they'll always be part of this family still. Tyler, on the plus side, how's it going to be the record holder and have such a great season? Yeah, it's an honor. It's an honor to be, on, be a part of this team, be a part of this offense. So, yeah, it's just, just an honor. What did you say to Samson after? What, what was the team message to him? Because that's a tough break. Everybody dreads that type of moment where you, you know, have a costly fumble or turn yeah, it's just it's just part of the game. You know, we live we live to play this game. You know, football is just so fun. Just so we just love it so much. That, you know, and everything like you can never you can never expect anything or expect the unexpected. I guess it's just unfortunate unfortunate event for him. Unfortunate event for him. But he has a team. He has a team. He has a family that loves him so much. So you know, it's just you know you live and you learn. You know, I had a fumble earlier this earlier this year, so you know, you live and you learn from that, and everyone just had my back, so. Coach, uh, you knew the weather is going to be a big running game, and you're the two running backs that are on the field, with BYU and your running back as well. What did you see out of the way you tried that really impressed you? Yeah, great back. I mean, we, we saw it on film all, all season, so. Uh, we watch all 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 the film, and uh, I, I think sometimes a lot of the attention goes to the back. But you, you look at the way the O line tight ends block, did a great job, you know. So the uh, we knew it was going to be tough sledding, and and we knew we'd have to stop them, and that's hard. That's hard to do when when you have a guy that has great vision and, and can um, lower his pads. And he's big body too, so uh, he, you know, as a team, they made more plays than us, got the win. But I felt I felt like um, we have a good back too, you know. We just didn't want it to be so back and forth because it comes down to these close games like this. And uh, we didn't do enough to, to gain the win. But, man, 
the, you look at the uh, things that were done on the field, and, and you have to give them a lot of credit for. Uh, McBride's a really good running back, you know, and and, and they uh, together as a team. It was it was a the way it was going. It's just kind of like who gets the ball last and who makes the least uh, amount of mistakes when it comes down to it. Uh, we have a lot of talent. We have a lot of guys uh, that can make plays. Uh, I think overall, um, looking towards next year is just cleaning up, cleaning up the little things. Uh, that's really what tonight came down to. Um, was just everybody doing their job. So. What are your observations about how he's able to do that? The growth that he's gone through, which is what he's doing. Yeah, he just works hard. And, and he loves football. And uh, I'm really proud of him and things that he's accomplished. Uh, he's a team guy, so he spent an entire season playing linebacker, too. So this, this guy is a team guy, doesn't doesn't hesitate. And when we when he first showed up to our team, uh, if he wasn't on special teams, he's, you can find him on scout team helping out. So uh, the guy loves football. Um, he has tons of football ahead of him. Uh, who knows what jersey he's going to be wearing. He's got some decisions to make, but he knows we love him, you know, and, and we appreciate him. And, and uh, he's got a bright future. So we'll just see what happens from there. Well, honey, you said you hadn't put together the full four, four quarters all year, especially in the last month. It seemed like you kind of hit a wall. Is that attributed to injuries or what, what happened? I think that's part of it. I, I don't know if you can like put it on one thing, but when you're having a lot of different bodies in there playing, I mean, we've been down, down a lot of starters. I think everybody, if, if, if you could say that I can have the same 11 that started the season playing the bowl game on on uh, both sides of the ball on offense and defense, and we're in a pretty good spot. But that's the game. I mean, everybody's got to play with, with um, it's a violent physical game, so you're going to have guys banged up, and you're going to have to rely on your depth. We knew this going into the into this, the season that we'd have to rely on our depth, and we knew that going into six years ago that we had to in, improve our depth, and our depth was really good. Um, just not good enough, you know. But these guys, a lot of these guys come back. We, we have a lot of guys returning. And um, now, now the, if the focus, you know, returns on, on us as a coaching staff, getting our guys ready to, to be more experienced, but also to keep our depth rolling and then see what happens in the 22 season. Honey, is this loss if we choose it to, the momentum is caused by us. We, we, we keep the momentum rolling. And that's my choice as a head coach, and that's with the rest of the guys. And, um, this, this is a step backwards. I get it. Right? Nobody likes to, to lose. But we're going to learn. I promise you we'll learn from this, and we'll be a better team because of it. And, and um, you know, that's, that's the... The momentum, it all depends on how we approach it. We, we have a lot of guys coming back and a lot of uh, really good talent, uh, new talent coming to our program too. So um, this today just didn't work out well for us. It's okay. We, we, we lost the game. But uh, it would be worse if we lost the game and we don't learn from it. So I, 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 make, I made a commitment to this team that we'll find ways to get better and learn from that. And, and they've made that commitment the entire season. So I, I don't see it changing, or, or I don't see the momentum shifting much. Coach, Jared, uh, Kalani mentioned you have some tough decisions ahead. What's maybe the timeline 
for when you plan to decide your, your future at BYU? Mm, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Probably, most likely. Actually, I'll, I'll keep you guys guessing. So we'll see what happens. It's pretty emotional right now, so it's okay. <laughs> You'll make the right decision. Question for the players? No, just one for Coach. Uh, your experience here, you said this was really good. Uh, I know this is the first time you have been in Shreveport. What are you going to take back with you? Yeah, the people are amazing. And a lot of the community works hard to, to to do this bowl game the right way, and we really appreciate that. That that I hope, I hope they know how much we we love being here with them. And uh, I think I mean this bowl's been running for a long time, and it's because of the community and the hard work that they put into it. And it's an honor for us to be in this game. Coach, uh, you mentioned that football's obviously a sport, injuries are a part of it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it goes into the conditioning and then the off-season conditioning, all that stuff. But the game of football is is, is violent, it's physical. So, uh, you know, we can always improve in a lot of different areas. But I think the best way for us to improve is just to make sure that, um, you know, second, third stringers are ready to roll and that, that, that they have this mindset about them to, you know, to study the game, find a way to perfect their craft and, and really master their position. And that's, uh, it comes down to them doing it, but it also comes down to, to me and, and the other coaches putting them in that position and giving them the autonomy to, to find ways to improve. I, I think we have a really good team as far as the intrinsic motivation. They find ways to motivate themselves. And I've seen a lot of guys really step up and make big plays and, and make, make uh, such huge improvements throughout the year. And I imagine that's going to continue. And then we'll see what, what kind of team we have in the 22 season. But I, I feel really good about our program. Tyler, can I get your player perspective? Because the defense did have to go through a lot of different rotations. You guys do that naturally. Had to deal with that again today. What's that been like as a player on the defense as you've had to deal with the different elements that have, have come through the defensive side? Uh, it's been a little bit, a little bit tricky. Uh, but, but it's been been good. As, as Coach said, I've had a lot of guys step up and, and fill roles and make plays, which has been awesome. And I think that's one thing that we're just going to keep um, working towards is, is just making sure that whoever's on the field is ready, you know what I mean, and, and ready to make plays and ready to do their job. And, and although, yeah, it has been hard, um, I, I love all the guys that we've, we've, that we've had the opportunity to play with um, this season. So... There the Cougars after the loss. They ran the ball. Tyler Algier, school record, 1,601 yards rushing. Breaks the record that belonged to Luke Staley for about 20 years. But in the end, it is not enough because BYU can't stop the run. And key turnover there at the end of the game. All right, we'll have more on that game coming up. But next, it was hard for BYU because they lost once. The Jazz lost twice. I mean, it's basketball. You play more games. But back-to-back, at home. The Spurs and the Wizards? We'll get to that next. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz, what a bad weekend. The Spurs get them Friday. The Wizards beat them Saturday. The Jazz are 10-6 and six at home. That is not good enough. And it hasn't exactly been murder's row at home. 
nonetheless. All right, let's get to the best of the postgame show. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott with you. The Jazz fall two consecutive home losses over the weekend to the Spurs on Friday and then on Saturday night lose to the Washington Wizards 109 to 103. Jazz had kind of a clunky performance, although they were led by Donovan Mitchell with 32 points. Uh, Bogdanovich had 18. Rudy with 11, 19, and 6 block shots. Jordan Clarkson had 12 coming in off the bench, but for the Wizards, Bradley Beal with a great game. 37 points on 13 of 24 shooting. Former Jazz man Howell Neto with a great night. 15 points on 6 of 12 shooting, 7 boards, 4 assists, and made some big plays uh, for the Wizards down the stretch to get the victory. Let's get to some post-game sound. Let's start off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Jazz kind of just never really got up tonight. Yeah, I think we didn't I think we had the same I'm gonna talk with this. I don't think we had the same um, the same juice. You know, sometimes um, making shots can kind of create that for you, but you know, you have to really be able to to generate that. Um, we've got a lot of back to backs during the year. We've had back to backs where we've had, you know, as recently as I think Minnesota, Philadelphia. So I don't, you know, to whatever extent there's fatigue, there's fatigue involved you know, all the time. So, um, you know, we haven't, we didn't play, you know, we talked about it last night and I said, there's, there wasn't identifiable things. I think, you know, again, tonight, there's some things we'll watch the tape. And it's always, I hate to kind of jump to conclusions until I see that. Um, but, you know, I think we all could feel it. Um, uh, some execution situations that um, you know could be better on both ends of the floor, and um, you know this is the same team that won eight in a row. Um, you know the sky isn't falling, but I think it's you know it's also important to to look at you know how we played and and, and see what that is and, and and own it and address it. Um, whatever those things may be, no matter how small or, or how big, that you know, I think everybody's got different thoughts about that. We're all different individuals, and but I think there's collectively, you know, I think there's probably a lot of uh, of agreement on, on some of those things. Had a great night and kind of got into the paint probably more than you wanted. And obviously he's, he's a talented player. But what did you see on, on your guys' defense against him? Yeah, you know, I, I think one of the things that he's a it's a difficult cover on the perimeter with pick and roll or even with you know screening actions. You know, do you go over or under? Because you know you go over and he's turning the corner and you're in a you know, a late black or late switching position. Um, you go under, he might shoot it, but he's also inclined to, you know, flip the screen and again, try to get into the paint. I think one of the things that even when you switch, he's so good at planting and he's able to create separation uh, in the lane, which, which makes it harder. It's almost if, if he were just to go to the rim, which, you know, he also did a few times where he's finishing on the si- other side of the rim, but um that that's a situation where, you know, you you're not going to be perfect, but to the extent that you're connected, there's there's multiple guys involved in the plays, and 
you know, if there's a miscommunication or a breakdown in one situation, as you saw, you know, he, he can make you pay for that. And, and he did, but I, I think his ability to kind of get to the dots and even jump back and get a shot off is, is unique. Yeah, I think I think in general, you know, there's the game the games Mike plays, you know, he's there's eighteen or twenty minutes where he's not in the game. Um you know, so that's something that I, I think, you know, we talk about a lot, as you guys know, we, we talk about it a lot in here, you know, and, and the importance of, you know, again, I, I'd kind of point to quick decisions um, as much as ball movement, but, you know, oftentimes that quick decision could be, you know, a quick pass. Um, you know, I thought, you know, finding a balance between using ball movement and running, you know, to create opportunities versus, you know, attacking and, and getting in the paint to create, um, whether it be for yourself or for a kick out or for the rim, um, you know, collectively, I think that's something that we weren't as in sync as we can be. And that's, you know, that's, that's the group, you know, whether it's, you know, someone not spacing someone, you know, maybe there's a, a pass you can give up earlier um, it's easy to 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 sit here that's why i said about the tape and try to say well someone should do this or should do that or whatever but i, I think our team as we've seen it's not something that we're adverse to doing it's just something that you know the, the middle of the game when harold was in the game they started switching pick and roll and you know that usually has an impact on our ball movement i didn't think it did as much tonight to be honest with you i, I didn't think then I thought we handled the switching pretty well. Um, you now I get back to the running. That's the, you know, our bigs running to create space. Um, I thought you know, we want to play pick and roll, but we don't want to play pick and roll every possession. And when we are just playing pick and roll, you know, and the ball is not moving until the pick and roll occurs. So, you know, if we're generating good stuff off the pick and roll, that's what we want to do. But um, we also want to use it to create and we want to have balance. And tonight, five seconds, or I guess five points down, 11 seconds left. Donovan kind of throws up a prayer last night. It was kind of a prayer situation too at the end. Curious kind of, as you watch the late game plays this year that have ended in kind of those really tough shots for Donovan, what are you noticing that's maybe not working out? Well, I, I think, you know, first there, there's a level of realism in those situations that, that we're aware of that, that said, you know, the, the way to maximize what might be a low percentage is, is to be really precise in your execution. And, you know, last night, you know, we had Rudy on a slip, but it's a little bit late, you know, they switched. So some of those things, you know, us being able to recognize how we're being defended uh, and adjust to that. And then tonight, you know, things that we've, you know, worked on in practice, there just has to be, you know, more precision and more attention to detail in those situations. You, you still may not, you know, get a great shot, but you, you want to get a shot that that's better than the ones that we've got. You know, ironically, JC probably got a good look late, but, you know, at that point, you know, it was what a six point game. So, um, you know, that's again, something that, 
um, we place a lot of emphasis on and, and I think needs to be better. We've been hot and cold with that. There's been some times where we've executed really well. And then there's been also situations that, you know, we'll watch again on film. And, uh, but that, that has to do with, you know, I think our connected connectivity and, uh, you know, and, and, and reading what's going on on the court and, and how they're playing us. You know, address you know some of the defensive issues at the point of attack just over the last two nights. Um, I think tonight was more, you know, pick and roll situations. Um, a lot of times we've, you know, people use small small to try to create what they perceive to be a mismatch. And, you know, I know our guys, it's something again, that a lot of these things are things that we've, we've emphasized, talked about, I know our guys feel important and you know, that's where, you know, this, every win, it's hard to win in this league. And if you're not as dialed in or focused, um, on a given possession, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to pay for it. And, you know, I think part of it is, you know, is it 60% of the time? Is it 70% of the time? Cause we've had possessions where we've, you know, I look back to the, you know, the Cleveland possession where Mike just leveled off Garland and moved his feet. We didn't, you know, we didn't allow him to get into us. And then, you know, the other night they were going through us a little bit when, even when we were in position. So, um, that's something our guys are, are conscious of. Um, we're going to have people that try to attack us, um, and something we need to continue to, to, I think, to place emphasis on and focus on. There's coach Schneider after his team lost one Oh nine, one Oh three to the Washington wizards. Let's now get to the players. Let's uh, hear from Joe Ingles. It's way to, way to put it up. One, one crazy. Um, yeah, obviously, like you said, he's a hell of a player and um, you do try and do multiple things. You're not going to sh- show a player like that the same look all night. Um, obviously, I think early on, especially 10 of his 12 or whatever it was, eight of his 12 were free throws. Um, missing, he was missing some shots early, but obviously getting to the free throw line. Um, I think for a guy like that, player of his level you, you see it going a couple of times and, and obviously makes it a little bit easier on um when you do get some some more looks uh um yeah it's a obviously a collective group it's not on on one person or or, or anything we just gotta be we gotta be better as a team make it tougher on him get out of his hands he obviously shot a reasonably high pretty high percentage um so we just yeah as a group we've got to do better it's um Obviously, if we can can limit him and slow him down, it, it probably helps us in the in the long run of that game. Wondering after after the game tonight, did you do you feel like at any point you guys kind of rose to the level that you needed to? Um, kind of yes and no. I think we had we have we uh, all the time. I think we have really good stretches um, or good stretches, um, and sometimes we. Obviously, obviously, we have we have bad stretches too. Um, obviously, you want to expand those good ones as long as you can, and and cut the bad the the bad or the the, the whatever it is, turnovers, offensive rebounds. Um, I think for us, obviously, focusing is being a defensive team, focusing on the defensive end. I think our offense is is usually pretty good. Um, 
we get look we get good looks um obviously if we're not making shots sometimes that kind of affects us but uh, at the end of the day um we should be relying on on our defense um that's what we kind of hang our hat on that's what we always have i think really um especially since since i've been here since quinn took over um yeah it's obviously frustrating to to lose two in a row and um close one last night and then uh, I think we started off we, we kind of brought the the right energy and we, we were um, kind of I don't even know what the right words are playing the right way we, we were on the front foot we were aggressive um, and then there's just like the, those little things free throws a couple offensive rebounds we missed some shots um, so we we got to go watch it we'll obviously look at it and uh, got no idea who we play whoever we're playing next get ready for, for the next one Charlotte. So Quinn said that you guys didn't have what up with the juice tonight. Just I think just talking about tired legs and whatnot. Um, how do you kind of find that energy on a back as a second game of a back to back, especially? Usually not too hard at home. I think it's always tougher on the road, especially um, with the way our fans uh, turn out. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it, uh, on back-to-back, obviously, everyone, uh, there's no excuses. Everyone's tired. It's the NBA. Everyone's going through back-to-backs or three and four nights or whatever it is, whatever the schedule looks like. Um, obviously, it's on us to, to play the right way and get that energy from within our group. Uh, I think getting stops, pushing the ball, um, obviously finishing on the other end, Rudy's dunks, threes, whatever our offense looks like. But um finding it and I think when we play the right way and we get those shots and, and get stops and Rudy gets a block the crowd gets into it and like I said obviously at, at home that's a lot easier with 20,000 people here so um, yeah it was it was frustrating obviously um, every loss is frustrating in some way but we'll uh, we'll go back and like I said we'll, we'll go watch them we'll, we'll come back better on Monday Charlotte Seventeen assists for sixteen turnovers tonight. Was the ball movement where you wanted to be, or, or where could it have been? Um, I don't know how many turnovers uh, assists we usually have. Is that low for us? Usually uh, low. Um, yeah. So yes, then. <laughs> um, uh, I think yeah. It's obviously everyone's. Like you can look at it, obviously, if we're making shots, we probably have a few more assists or we make a couple more shots, whatever it looks like. Um, obviously, everybody knows when we move the ball the way we, we do and we get downhill and make plays for each other, we're, we're pretty elite in those those situations. Um, obviously, all, all our guys and everyone that's out there at certain times is trying to play the right way, do the right thing, obviously be aggressive. Um it's hard, yeah, obviously, yeah, and the turnovers, I've said it a million times, I think the way we play, we move the ball, we do try and make extra pass, we're going to have some turnovers. Obviously, the the bad ones are the ones that you want to limit, the ones that gives them get out on the break and, and stuff like that. Um, but obviously, we, we're going to live with some of them. Um, and the assists are obviously hard to to judge sometimes, obviously, because we do... We do try and move the ball. I think guys, guys' minds are in the right space in terms of, of playing with each other and, and helping each other and trying to get each other the best shot possible and our team the best shot possible every time down the floor.
in general after a lot, I'm not sure some losses are different than others, but yeah. in the locker room, kind of what's the situation after a loss? Like Quinn coming in, he said some things. Do you guys talk? Like what's those first few minutes? Quinn always comes in and he always talks. Um, win or lose. Um, yeah, it's different. I, I think tonight everyone was a little bit flat tonight. I think obviously back-to-back losses at home. Um, we'd been playing at a, at a pretty high level for whatever the, the stretch was. Um, I think also obviously you go, we go away and, and get some rest tomorrow and we're, we're still the same team that won eight in a row. This one, I don't know what our record is, whatever it is. We've, we've still played well this year. Um, would we have liked to have win these two, like obviously, or one of the two or whatever. Um, obviously that's the, the case, but um, we are still the same team that's really good as well <laughs> most nights. Um, I think, obviously, like I said, the, the back-to-back losses is frustrating for everybody. Um, it's probably like, I don't know if it's cool for you guys to write about because it's something different instead of us winning, but it's frustrating and we'll like I said we'll we'll go back and, and look at it and, and I have no doubt on Monday we'll, we'll come out better what's the biggest thing or area of concern or trepidation or whatever adjective that, that you can come up from the last two nights if there is one yeah uh, so like nothing specific I think before that road trip, the, the transition defense rise was something that we were really trying to focus on as a team. Um, Quinn had put, put a lot of time into showing us how, how bad it was really. Um, and as seeing where we can be better Euro foul and, or, or getting back or not having it like those bad turnovers that obviously lead to teams in the break. And um, I think we've done a pretty good job of that. Um, I think, the, I mean, we're going to not necessarily have a target, but teams are coming in ready to, to play us and they, they scout us and they, they, they know what they want to take away. And I think we've been pretty good for a lot of the year. And um, to come out against a, a San Antonio team, you kind of, I mean, coach said it to us before the game, like they know what they're good at. And when they do that, they, they're in games. They, they beat Golden State at home doing that. They, they beat good teams. And um, obviously they, they played well. You obviously come back and try and like, like I said, we, we kind of, I think we came out the right way. We came out aggressive and, and trying to play the, the way we want to play. And um, obviously they've got some really good players over there too. Um, so yeah, I, I can't, I, I mean, I wouldn't pinpoint one thing specifically, obviously turnovers to assist. Um, if you're asking that question, it's obviously something that, <laughs> that we need to be better at. Um, I don't know what those numbers look like, like normally. So um yeah, it's frustrating. It's just, I mean, at the end of the day, it's frustrating to lose two games in a row. It's losing to, frustrating to lose one game. Um, obviously, on back-to-back nights, it's it's frustrating. We'll we'll come back and um, be better on Monday against Charlotte. There's Joe Ingles, who got the start for Mike Conley, who did not play on the second night of a back-to-back. Let's now hear from Rudy Gobert. What were they doing that kind of limited you guys' pick-and-roll game, and especially your role? Um... Just being physical, I guess. You know, not, I mean, they, they did a great job defensively, uh, but not nothing very different from you know from what we see every night. It just uh, yeah, they were switching a few times, they were blitzing a few times. Uh, yeah, just uh, nothing really, 
nothing really crazy. I feel like there was more kind of isolation for you guys. Um, all movement where you thought it should be or where it needed to be? Um, Not really. I think we can do much better. Yeah. Yeah, much better. Did it feel like you guys came out a little flat and then never really kind of rose up from that? Or how did, how did the game feel kind of as it went along? Uh, yeah, I mean, some, some nights, you know, uh, off a of back-to-back, you know, and some nights we might not have uh, the same energy as we're going to have most of the time, but we've got to find ways to, to win those games. And, uh, you know, like in game seven, the playoffs, like we might not have the legs, but we got to find it. You know, we got to find it together as a team. What happened defensively? I mean, both Beal and Howell actually had pretty good, efficient offensive nights. Uh, who? Raul and Beal? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we, same. I, th- I think we, yeah, we can do much better. You know, we're going to keep getting better, keep, you know, we're going to watch film, see all the things that we can do better, and then uh, and try to come back better next game. You know, I think uh, it's a long season. You know, some nights, some stretches is gonna be gonna be tough. Right now, you know, we're going through. Uh, we lost two games in a row at home. Uh, just gotta, you know, uh, get connected and uh, come back. You know, play play together, defend together, and uh, and we'll be all right. During that streak, you guys were really good at kind of staying connected between guard and you switching and you know kind of making sure that the shots were defended all the time. Last couple games have slipped at that, I thought. You know, so what is the happening kind of with the communication right now? I think yeah, communication, communication. Um, you know, just getting on the same page, getting connected. You know, and uh, yeah, when we switch, uh, making sure that we rebound and. Uh, like sometimes, like if the guy is going full speed, um, if I run up and you know contest the shot, there's nobody on the on the big. So um, just gotta find, you know, just gotta find it as a team. I'm gonna watch film, see all the things that we can do better. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can do better. And uh, more importantly, you know, just keep trusting each other, keep playing jazz basketball, and uh, I think we we'll be we we'll be great. Uh, sorry, you uh, you developed such great chemistry playing with Mike over the past few years, uh, especially in those you know minus three going against second year guys. What? How different is it playing on nights when Mike is out? What My, Mike does everything for for the other guys on the court. You know, he try to make other guys better all the time. So so obviously it's, it's always you know it's always a little harder for everybody when it's not out there. Uh, but it's also great because. As we've seen, like, you know, last year in the playoffs, it might not always be there. And, you know, it has to be who we are as a team. So, you know, uh, once again, Mike Conley is a great player. Uh, so he's, a, he's a very unselfish player. So, you know, when he's not there, we gotta, uh, we got to all channel that even more as a team. And, uh, and you know, it's, uh, it's always a good opportunity when it's, when it's not there for us to try to take that step you know, and get better as a team. Kind of watching from afar, have you seen how Wolves game developed since? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, hopefully we get we get back here soon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's been uh, 
you know, he's been really aggressive and, and he's a really good basketball player. You know, he, he can see the core and he can make the right play most of the time. So, and, and he's a tough defender, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been cool to see him, you know, to see he's, he's, he's putting some work. So, you know, it's just, it's just the work paying off and uh, it's been cool for, for me to, you know, uh, watch him just, just, uh, you know, be happy, uh, get some playing time and, and help a team, you know, it's great. I'm happy for him. There's Rudy, 11 points, 19 boards, 6 block shots. Let's finish up the player sound with Donovan Mitchell. I got caught off guard because um, the ref was talking as he was dribbling, and then he just put it up. So I was not in many jump ball situations, but I wasn't accustomed to him talking and throwing up. But, you know, got to give credit where credit is due. I'm not going to, you know, you know, he won the jump ball and beat me for game. Um, that can't happen. And... um that's going to sit with me for a while, but, you know, clearly I was not – I didn't even jump by the time he was in the air. So, um, and he said – the ref, I asked the ref what happened, and he explained that that was his whole point of it was to keep us off guard. And Raul was ready. I wasn't. You look at this game and the last one, I think when we were talking about the win streak, you are like, I'm not going to get too excited about the wins. He also is not – get too worried. Yeah, no, you don't get too worried about it. There's stuff <clears throat> stuff we all can fix. Um we got stagnant for a little bit, you know, they they hit some shots. We missed some shots and, you know, then you get to a game where we're playing it late and, you know, you get down to the wire and they're a good team. You know, they haven't the record doesn't reflect how good they are. And I think, you know, we, we, we had two tough losses and, you know, can, you can, you can go down the, you can go left and be like, Oh man, the world's coming to an end or you can get back in the lab and, and get ready for Monday. And that's what we'll do. Um, um, like oh uh, uh, yeah. I think, you know, they didn't switch last time we played them. So that kind of, we haven't played against a switch like that. I mean, Yesterday we did, but, you know, not to the level they did it. They did a pretty good job of it, but we just made it tougher on ourselves as far as the, the switching. Like you said, we got to isolation, we got stagnant a little bit, but then, you know, we started to figure it out, keep it moving, and, you know, but, you know, those possessions definitely hurt, you know, when the shots don't go in. But, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll fix this. We'll get back to what we do, and it's a bump in the road, and we'll, we'll be back. Two nights in a row, you've had some pretty tough looks at the end of games. Um, what could be better on those executions? Um I mean, last night I explained already that tonight um, I have to look at it again. You know, I feel like I was played a certain way, so I kind of rejected it and came off. And they put him on me for a reason because he's taller and longer. You know, he's he has length. Um, if that was anybody else, I'd probably get that shot off instead of double pumping. Um, but, you know, I got to – I, I, Quinn's drawn up excellent plays and they've drawn up plays and – you know, to they've um, excuse me, they've guarded it really well. You know, they've guarded it in ways that we'll go back at and fix. And you know, um, that's it. I think we just got to go back to the drawing board myself. Um, not so much with Quinn, just being able to execute it myself because I kind of broke that one off, and I'll take that um, personally on my own. But we'll be good. I don't think it's anything to overreact to. We have a plethora of plays, and you know, it's 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 one thing to go over it, but you know. They, they did a good job guarding it. And then tonight I didn't necessarily, you know, execute it properly um, at the end. We all know kind of the value that Mike has in this team just in terms of all the flow he's kind of maintaining. 
what's the difficulty of playing in these games where it's not available? I think you see it with the stag when we get stagnant, you know, we kind of get in the isolation, you know, typically they switch you in mics typically in that's type of typical. Like, so, you know, tonight's lineup, they switched a lot um, in that second unit, you know, just being able to get a feel, you know, sometimes we do a good job of it. And tonight, you know, we missed Mike's presence, obviously, but we were able to still find a way to continue to, to, um, to move the ball. And we didn't really push the ball in transition a lot. We didn't run as much as we could have. And, you know, you get tired a little bit, you know, it's fatigue. It happens, but you know, when you have another ball handler out there, God, I think Trent, I think Trent did a good job tonight being able to create, get in the lane. Um, <clears throat> he had a finish, but they call it an offensive foul. Like, you know, that's the biggest thing is being able to create and get in the pain. And, you know, obviously when Mike's not playing, it's you, you lose one of those guys, but you know, for us, it's continuing to, to push the pace and get the ball moving and continuing to find the open man. There's Donovan Mitchell, 32 points for Donovan as the Jazz come up short against the Wizards, 109-103. to Next up for the Utah Jazz, they've got a home game against the Hornets tonight. Uh, that game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 6. There's the best of the postgame show. When we come back, what is trending all the headlines. Stay with us.